This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for February 1st, 2024, episode 84. As always, I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. Here are today's headlines. Supergirl casting, can Deadpool 3 save Marvel? A frustration with Westworld, a tribute to Lance Reddick from Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And Section 31 begins filming. And we'll get started in just a moment. Variety reports that Supergirl has been cast with Millie Alcock to portray a more edgier Supergirl. Her first standalone film will be Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, but she also will appear in Superman Legacy. In this telling of the Gal of Steel, Supergirl travels across the galaxy with Crypto the Superdog and encounters Ruthie and winds up on a murderous quest for vengeance. Here is James Gunn on the casting. Millie was the first person I brought up to Peter for the role, that's Peter Safran, well over a year ago when I had only read the comics. I was watching House of Dragon and thought she might have the edge, grace, and authenticity we needed. Anna Noguera is writing the script, but no director is in place at the moment. More at Variety.com. Can Deadpool 3 save Marvel? Matthew Vaughn says it could be the jolt that Marvel needs. According to Variety, Vaughn stated, The few snippets that I know about Deadpool vs. Wolverine, or Wolverine vs. Deadpool, I'm sure that argument between Ryan and Hugh is happening as we speak, are unbelievable. The Marvel Universe is about to have a jolt of them, and it's going to bring back that body back to life. I think Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are about to save the whole Marvel Universe. I'm a genuine fan of the X-Men, and all I want is for the movies to be as good as they should be. And there is more at Variety.com. Variety also reports that C.J. Babbitt Knudsen shared her Westworld frustration with the treatment of horses. The Nordic Honorary Dragon Award recipient recently said, In the U.S., they don't have a flat hierarchy, which won't surprise anyone. I would knock on the producer's door all the time saying, these horses have been out in the sun for 10 hours and they're going to die. They're not even working today. Get them in the shade. As a Dane, I was just looking at the resources, money, and logic going, it's crazy. But of course, it's super irritating when you have an actress talking horses all the time. How did they react? Not well. More at Variety.com. Look, I'm all for treating animals right on the set and off the set, no matter where they are. So I have to kind of side with her. Those horses should be treated better. A Showbiz reports that a tribute to Lance Reddick from Percy Jackson and the Olympians happened in the season finale. There is a spoiler, so you might want to go a little bit ahead of this. In that season finale, we got to see Lance Reddick as Zeus at Mount Olympus. Co-creator and co-showrunner John Steinberg told Variety, We wanted Zeus to be someone who needs to be constantly convincing himself that everything is fine and under control. That felt like it came with a little bit of theater, a little bit of projection of his own authority, but also a sense of real presence. 
and you take all those ideas and start looking for a person who embodies them, they just start to look like plants. Boy, I agree with that and more. As Section 31 begins filming, more of the cast has been added according to deadline. Omar Hardwick from Power, Casey Rawl from Hannibal, and Emmy Award winner Sam Richardson of Ted Lasso, Sven Roigrock, One Piece, Robert Kaczynski, Pacific Rim, and Humberly Gonzalez, Jenny and George, and James Hiroyoko Liao from Barry have joined the cast. And we're off to the races, thrilled to report principal photography has started on Star Trek Section 31. We welcome our incredible cast of new characters as they join our beloved Michelle Yeoh on her next wild adventure across the Trek universe. That was said by executive producer Alex Kurtzman. The movie will air on Paramount+. Plus. There's more at Deadline.com. Variety reports that Universal has unveiled their epic universe, including a new Harry Potter attractions, a Nintendo area, and an area devoted to the classic Universal monsters. Here's the official description. Harry Potter will have the Ministry of Magic from 1920s Paris to 1990s British Ministry. Explore international wizarding communities and the magic that connects them in the wizarding world of Harry Potter Ministry of Magic. Super Nintendo World will have, quote, at Super Nintendo World, you'll experience a new way to play, from challenging Bowser on the Mario Kart ride to venturing through Donkey Kong Country and so much more. And there's also How to Train Your Dragon Isle of Burke. Take to the skies and soar with dragons as you explore the colorful Viking village at the heart of Burke. Take part in wild boar battles and feast like a Viking, and more. And this is something I've been wanting to see for a while. Dark Universe, a land inspired by the universal monsters. From the experiments of Dr. Victor Frankenstein to a shadowy landscape where monsters roam, Dark Universe is a world of myth and mystery. Look for all of that starting in 2025. And there's more at Variety.com. According to director Denise Villeneuve, Dune 2 will be more tragic than the book. According to Reactor, he said, all elements are there, as he told Total Film about the ending of the sequel. I think the movie adaptation is more tragic than the book. The way that part two ends, it would create a total balance and equilibrium to finish Paul's storyline and what we could say in part three. More at Reactor. And there is more of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 84, in a moment. Deadline says that Zendaya is on board for Dune 3. Would we be down? I mean, of course, she said during an interview with Fandango. Anytime Denis Villeneuve, director of the Dune films, calls, it's a yes from me. I'm excited to see what happens. I started Messiah and I was like, whoa, I'm only shooting the first movie. Let's just go back to the first one. It's so much to take in, but there are no better hands with better care and love for it than Denis. Keith DeCanado looks back on his Star Trek rewatch with These Are the Voyages, the finale for Enterprise on Reactor. He makes these interesting points during the rewatch article. This is the third straight Trek series finale following DS9's What You Leave Behind and Voyager's Endgame that is directed by Alan Croker. 
Having written the lion's share of the episodes from the first three seasons, this is the first and obviously last writing credit for Rick Merman and Brandon Braga in the fourth season. After having one or two Trek TV shows in production consistently since 1987, there will be a gap of 12 years before the next one, Discovery debuted in 2017. It'll be four more years before there's any kind of Trek screen production in the 2009 movie. To me, Star Trek has always been known for runs and stops, numbering years sometimes, but it's still around. H. Showbiz has a story on Zoe Saldana on Star Trek IV, Kelvin style. She comments on the on-again, off-again Star Trek IV. I mean, I heard what you heard in the trades. I just heard they're gearing up to do a new one with a younger sort of take on it. I don't know if it's from before or the one after, but that they are really still hope to grab all of us veterans and bring us back one last time. She said to comicbook.com, Listen, I know it's a lot to wrangle a whole bunch of people with busy schedules, but working with J.J. Abrams and for J.J. Abrams at Bad Robot was always just a wonderful and beautiful experience for me. So if I get to do one last one, I would be so grateful. More at Ace Showbiz. Screen Rant has a story on the nine characters alive from The Hobbit and also Lord of the Rings in Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim. Here are a few. Gandalf. Didn't he leave with Frodo at the end of Return of the King? Hmm. And then Galadriel. That's just a couple. The upcoming movie, The Lord of the Rings, A War of Rohirrim, is set long before the events of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but a few familiar faces are still alive during that time. The story of this newest Tolkien adaptation will follow Helm Hammerhand, a king of Rohan, who defeated the Dundalings in an epic battle in the Third Age, 2759. Since Frodo's journey begins in the Third Age, 3018, War of the Rohirrim is set to be about 260 years before the Lord of the Rings. So some characters might already be hanging around Middle Earth. There's more at Screen Rant. Superhero Hype has a preview of the comic Miss Marvel in Mutant Menace No. 1. In this four-issue limited series, co-written by Iman Vellani, who plays the live-action Miss Marvel, and Sabir Prizada, this is a direct sequel to the previous series, Miss Marvel the New Mutant. This one had Miss Marvel joining the X-Men. Here is the official synopsis. Miss Marvel has fully come out of the world as a mutant and also a member of the X-Men. And she's about to learn how hard things can get for mutant kind. Kamala Khan is used to being a hometown hero. There's no way her community would turn harder just because she's a mutant. Right? Right? More at Superhero Hype. And lastly, the gamer has the best anime movies of all time. Here are just a few. Dragon Ball Super Broly. The series has always been a huge hit with anime fans since it hit the screens in 1986. They've made some changes over the years, but this action-packed storyline and characters we love them are still a constant in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Metropolis. This is interesting, a movie that's based on an older subject matter, but one you should not avoid. It's based on a 1925 science fiction novel of the same name. 
and it's jumped a line between the movie and book before, but never like this. Ghost in the Shell Few anime have been entertaining audience as long as Ghost in the Shell, and Major Kusanagi is a character you can easily follow, despite being thrown into the center of a highly futuristic conflict. Cyborgs and ethical dilemmas mix in a storyline that's all about what it means to be human. This one is my all-time favorite and really hard to beat. Its themes, something we cover on this show about what it means to be human and what sci-fi can teach us about being human, is one theme that resonates very strongly in this anime piece. The animation is beautiful, the acting is first-rate, I've heard it dubbed and I've heard it with subtitles in Japanese and both are worth it. More of the list at The Gamer. And just want to remind you that Sci-Fi Talk Plus has added new special features. Now you can create your own playlist from over the 900 episodes that are available. Now I've added exclusive videos and added bonuses are commercial free, uncut and even special podcast programs like Rewind. The best part, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for that free lifetime access. But this special offer will expire, so take advantage of it. This is episode 84 of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for January 25th, 2024. This is Tony Tolado. See you next week.